For me, Obama just inspired me. He didn't do anything for me as the president or what I was taught the president does, right? He just inspired me that I can do whatever I want to do, right? To me, that's what Oprah is. Welcome to the second installment of Black on Black, where we have black people talk about black stuff. What else? So I'm going to be the moderator today. I'm Simone Stanley. Thank you so much. We got four beautiful, diverse minds sitting in the room today. So can you guys just go around and introduce yourself? Of course, mm -hmm. ladies first. So go ahead, Brie. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I go by the name of DJ b a.k.a. just b and you want to tell like a little bit about yourself, like I mean, yeah, I, I just do it all. I just call myself a multifaceted type of woman. Like mm -hmm. I really am. Um, I'm just built different. Like mm -hmm. I don't believe in just one gift. I believe in multiple gifts. Mm -hmm. So I do real estate. I do um, entrepreneurship. I own my own business, music, entertainment. I'm a DJ. I'm a producer. I have my own record label. Um, I'm on on air personality on the radio station. And yeah, that's, that's, what that's I awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I'll take it. My name is Justin Giles, and I have a real estate hedge fund. Started in 2006. Been investing in real estate since I came out of college at 21. I have a real estate brokerage firm called Real Estate Gurus. So okay. we have about 61 agents between Georgia and Florida. And I also consult people on how to actually build wealth in real estate. Mm -hmm. So you guys got the real estate link going That's on. Okay. You got the vibe. Okay. You know. Right? <laughs> Okay. Uh, so my name is Kevin Thomas. I'm an executive at a bank. My full-time job at the bank is actually working to close the racial wealth gap amongst Latinx and African Americans. Nice. Okay. Oh. Oh. Um, I'm John Rawlins. Um, I do sports and entertainment marketing for a living. Uh, founder and CEO of AEBL, which is short for Atlanta Entertainment Basketball League. It's one of the largest programs in the country um, and the co-founder in Sneaker Ball Atlanta. Okay, awesome. So we got a very diverse group here, and the one thing that we all have in common is black. So you guys already know the first question I'm gonna ask you guys. I want you guys to you know talk amongst yourselves. Um, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear black on black? You laughing, so you're first. <laughs> you know, it's I'm, I'm ashamed to say it. I think we got the same thing. Crime. Yeah. Oh wow! But that just goes to speaks to how we've been mm -hmm. programmed. I agree with that. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. So because you really wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like we all know it's fake, mm -hmm. for yeah. lack of a better term. But uh, man, that's what comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess kind of you know piggybacking off of that, I have to agree with you with I guess systematic uh, racism and how they you know always try to put into society that black isn't good. So. Spin it on a positive note, black on black. I've been thinking about that song, black, black on black on black. Right, on black. That's, that's, what like, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I thought. I was like, you know, but um, but yeah, black on black. I mean, that could mean a, a lot of things. But let's say for this particular podcast, it's black people working with other black people in the community and to support each other. Hopefully, let's yeah, make I would agree. I, I mean, I think the both uh, answers kind of was in my mind. I think when you said it. Um, so vague, like just black on black, the first thing I think you think is black on black crime, because mm -hmm. that's how it's spewed to us at all times. 
Um, but then, like he said, as far as like where we're at now, I think we're starting to identify that how serviceable we can be to each other. Um, so black on black could be a many of different things. What we're doing right now is black on black. Black people who produce and create and bring your other black people into the fold of, in, into their network. Yeah. yeah, just essentially just changing the narrative. I was thinking just like everything black. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when she said black on black, like everything black, which I'm here for. I support right. small businesses and um, everything black. That's yeah. it. That's where I'm at with really. it. And that was that was a great point you brought up about the first thing coming to mind is black on black crime, and that's really like the media. Like you hear black on black, that's a color, but the first thing you think of is crime in our neighborhoods because of the way the media portrays it. So that is, you know, it's true, but it's definitely disheartening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the power of programming. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, and how we've been programmed to operate. And, and even as black people, like, we know that it, it ain't right. a real thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But we still, we and still, so, yeah. And so we still allow yeah. ourselves to be yeah. programmed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes white we, on white crime. yeah, and that, but but they don't, they don't they, it ain't they even they called don't. white on white crime. Yeah. <laughs> you they know, don't. It, they yeah. they always find some some way to fluff it to where it's not yeah. as harsh or you know what I mean. But right. I think I think that's was a big part, at least even my um, agenda, like since COVID and even going into twenty twenty one. It's like we got to stop necessarily like looking at everything from a financial gain, um, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to our community, because if we continue to do that, then we're just programmed, right? Because it's like chase the dollar. you chasing the dollar. And I just was talking to a friend of mine today. It's like, bro, we done made it. We from the hood. We got educated. We, all of us got degrees. We all doing what we want to do. But look back and really see what we making an impact on. You know, like like you guys, we, do we own the block, right? Do we own that same block that we grew up off? Um, and are we still complaining about what's not happening in our community, but we not doing it? So I think, you know, to use that and turn it into a positive, we just got to be black strong and, and for black people, right. you know, so. I think that's what people mean when it's like own black, own black crime is that essentially we just need to stop doing that. We need to stop killing each other and we need to come together and stop. Like, I know it's going to be hard to get that to a zero percent, but yeah. like, let's get these numbers down with us killing each other, robbing each other, taking advantage of each other, and let's, let's love each other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Let's unite. Let's but I, I think, I think not to disagree, because I totally agree with you, but I think what he started off saying about the media, I think it's so hard. Like, so it's so simple for us to be like, just stop. Right. Stop killing each other, right? right? But do we understand the reasons why we're killing each right. other? That's you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I'm not killing, and, and I can't speak for the world, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm originally from New York, been living in Atlanta, going on 21 years. So I only can really speak on those two cities and then cities that I've traveled to and been in for a while. If you look at the environment where mostly all the people are getting killed, guess what they're doing? They're programmed. Right. You see what I'm saying? So they're actually programmed to kill each other. So we'll let y'all kill each other so we don't have to do it, right? right. But then that's where you guys come in because now... We are, I would say in the last decade, at least for my uh, group of friends and colleagues and stuff like that, we're on this financial journey. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, that's what's separating us, right? 100%. Um, is your access and resource. It's yeah. poverty. It's definitely yeah. poverty. Yeah. It's not just old people just killing each other. Yeah, no, no, man. That's why I said, right. like, no, you, you hit it on the head. Like, we do have to, but we also need people like you guys who understand where the wealth disparities are, where the resources are. And people got to be open and listen, right. you know, because we do have a stance and I'm, I'm guilty of it myself thinking we know everything, 
You know what I mean? So it's like you watching everything on social media or on TV and the brothers are trying to tell you, listen, man, that ain't how these people making their money. They making their money over here. You have wealth and you can obtain more wealth if you do it. Nah, bro, I got it. I'm already made. I got it. I got a million. Yeah. And then five years from now, you broke, you know, so that's that's kind of how I look at the, 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 the way we got to change is we right. got to dig deep internally and like find those ways to fix our problems. Yeah. Why can't they just say crime? Yeah. Like crime is crime. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and to the point, just unpacking your statement. It's easy when you you know when you made it yeah. when you ain't in that yeah. circumstance anymore <laughs> yeah. to say right. just change. Yeah. But many hands got us to our point. Like like you yeah. said, resources. Yeah. Right. Some every some people had two parents. Some people had two educated parents, right? Everybody's journey to their current state is different. Mm -hmm. And it's easier when you've gotten out of it because we're no better than the person who says, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Right. If it's as simple as just, hey, stop killing. We got to think of, I'm from Chicago originally. I've been in Atlanta nine years. But when I think about, like, Chicago, like, plants closed, troubled education system like those people are in are in that condition because of decisions that have been made through government local government federal like it's not just people wake up and say right. man i'm gonna be a right. killer right right or right. parents i think every parent i know you're a new parent so congratulations but everybody wants the best for their child like right. nobody gives birth to a kid and say man my son gonna be a killer yeah Right? Yeah. right, something happens on that journey to adulthood, and a lot of it, you know, I do believe in personal responsibility and personal accountability, but we can't forget all the things that's happened to create the racial wealth gap, yeah. the education gap, right. food deserts. Like, it's been a lot of systematic things, and it's funny because, I like, systematic is a hot word right, right. now, but and so when we're talking to our allies whether it's latinx white like we have to help them understand systematic right mm -hmm. and 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 really start to use very simple ways of communicating with people to provide clarity on what the systematic look like right right like what give an example of a systematic process that has impacted adversely black people right because right. it just it didn't happen overnight yeah and and we we see times in our history post at reconstruction where black people were actually much more successful yeah more black federal congressmen than it is even today was right after slavery right so it's just like a lot of things have done jim crow uh um like this has been very intentional um on on and, and impacted anytime there's crisis um it where we get the brunt of it a mortgage crisis COVID, like 100%, I believe 100% of the jobs lost for COVID is actually low-income wage earners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it impacts poor people, mm -hmm. and poor people, I think Obama said it on The Breakfast Club, like, right, we represent a large population of that demographic, yeah. right, as black people. So we got, I think, to a point, that now that we know, like, I'm from that area, right. That's how I grew up. 
it's our responsibility to give back. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, real estate, when you think about real estate, uh, man, me and my wife debated when we were buying where we want to live. Right? I want to live here. She wants to live there. Like we got, we can't flee our communities because if we're not buying in our community, yeah. advocating at the school, advocating at uh, local government, like that's our responsibility yeah. as people. See, I still don't believe I made it yet. Mm -hmm. You, like I'm, you know, like make make it today, tomorrow you ain't made it, yeah. right? right? Yeah. But I think as people who are conscious, we got to go back to our communities, not just to visit. Uh, like a helicopter, you right. come in, but hey, I'm mm -hmm. in this community. We call it the Skyview. Yeah. yeah. Look for the Skyview. Yeah. That's yeah. why I, the first property I bought was in the hood, it's in the west side of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I, they're gentrifying the west side of Atlanta, and I wanted to give back by buying yeah. that up because, of course, we already know people that are not no, that are not my, my minorities, they're buying up the block. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it needs to be us, of course, to buy it. Create affordable living for our people. That's my goal when it comes to real estate. I want to create affordable living because what essentially happened when it's gentrified is that they're buying up the block but not making it affordable anymore because certain people with high qualified jobs and salaries are buying these low income type of property values and it's raising up the property yeah. value. So for me, it's just, I'm very attentive on what I'm doing. Yeah. I just feel like it's not enough of it. Yeah. It's not and, enough he, and, even, and even just that stance in Atlanta, I don't know how. Um, you you know where you guys are connected in, in certain groups and, and communities, but like we service the whole metro Atlanta, so Cobb, Gwinnett, uh, Fulton, um, even down close to South Georgia. Um, and my position, and even like when Keisha was running, was that uh, we don't control the city as much as we think we do because they they made it about money now. So before, like yes, we do have a our our equity from the culture standpoint can't nobody touch us right now and i'm from new york this is we've actually catapulted in my opinion what new york had back in the like 90s and 80s as far as culture but i will tell you and i'm not blaming anybody because it's, it's not my right to be like somebody should do right? right but if i i can call 20 millionaires in my phone right now and none of them own property that they can say hey this is something i'm building to build more wealth in our community and then I'm also because you're gonna build wealth for yourself right, right. Mm -hmm. but I think kind of what my you know and I, that's why I want to connect with you guys out there so for me how I look at it is twofold so I can go back into the community buy some property invest and help build up that community at the same time I live in Grayson you, you see what I'm saying? So, and that's, that's, it's <laughs> north. I'm it's, Tennessee, it's so north. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, so it's north, it's like north, it's in Gwinnett County. Okay. So it'd be northeast, right? But within three or four mile radius, every baseball player, football player, basketball player has a mansion out there, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, so one part of me, I'm from the hood, from the projects. Originally from Brooklyn, grew up on Long Island and Hempstead, which is like Brooklyn. It's where everybody from Brooklyn moved to, right. you know? So incomparable to like what he said in Chicago, People feel like they get now, right? But then you going, you just going to a better project. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm like? You're not really, you just leaving the projects to go to a better project. But what what I look at is like there is going to be a version of people who like need inspiration to just get out of the environment within itself. Right. So I want to be able to service those people and the people who can't go. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because it's unfair to tell someone like us to be like, man, you went to college. You know, you, you, you're doing good for yourself. Yo, you got to go live back in the hood to prove a point. Mm -hmm. Nah, 
challenge the people in the hood, the ones, the kids, maybe single mom, maybe no parents at all, that they know they want to get up out that hood, grab them, mm-hmm. take them and, and, you know, nurture them into being a success and then let them go back. You get what I'm saying? Right. Because you, you I'm, I'm 37. So I'm so disattached from the hood. Right. Like even when I go back to my own hood, it's like, like it's a sky view. You know what I'm saying? I go and pop in, what up? You know what I'm saying? I might take care of a couple of little my guys that are doing good things in the community. Then I'm out. I, I don't, I don't, I can't. I'm not at that place no more that I can sit and chill on the block. Yo, remember what we used to do? You know, you just can't. But right? those are good conversations. Yeah, they're the greatest. They the, no, no, no. They're the greatest. What? You, what, what? We know our environment, and I know my environment. Everybody's watching my life on social media. So while I'm in the hood, I got a young dude don't know who I am, don't know what I mean to this community. Like, yo, give me that. You, you see what no, I'm saying? So it's not even safe to do it. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, I got to do it from afar. So, like, even when I listen to, like, Killer Mike and T.I., like, homegrown Atlanta guys, they're doing, I guess, what they feel like is best for them and financially or whatever. But it's like, bro, you got to let other people, you got to inspire other people to do it. So, we, like, like Jeezy uh, said, I own half of Atlanta. Remember, that was like a, that was a big thing. Yeah. So, in reality, he probably do own half of Atlanta because guess why? It ain't just him. He like, yo, bro, what you need? Let me give you some money to go. What you need, bro? You on the uh, east side of Atlanta? Let me help you out. So he may not be physically owning it, but he's helping interject. And I've seen him do it with my own eyes. Like, yo, you want to start a new business? Yo, he go 50000 Right. So just because his name is not on it doesn't mean he's not putting an influx right. back into the Atlanta community. Let, let me, I was going to say something, too. Yeah, uh-huh. go ahead. So um, I don't know if you guys meant to get too much on this topic but one of the things born and raised in Atlanta I see a lot and then this goes just amongst the nation in general when you hear about black people they glorify being from the hood mm-hmm. now if you hear Asian people they don't say I'm from the hood you don't hear white people saying I'm from the hood so one thing that I've seen growing up is I would see people that will be from affluent neighborhoods They'll want to assimilate to saying, hey, I'm from the hood because it seems to be cool starting mm-hmm. from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting and what's very important for black culture to say, hey, look, starting from the bottom, now you're here, okay, but these other races, they're not saying we start from the bottom, now we're here, but like, we've been here and we keep growing. Mm-hmm. So what I find for us to really establish in our communities is, and you guys touched on it, is changing the dynamic, changing the, the, uh, the, the systematic uh, brainwashing of black people mm-hmm. and their, their outlook on, for example, you brought up T.I. and Jeezy. Right. I like Robert Smith. I like Oprah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't like T.I. and Jeezy, but right. I don't look up to them. Yeah. Right? right? So we look at, well, who are we, we really looking up to? And uh, going back to that, it's just, you know, access. It's it's the people who are coming back into community and showing them. So, for example, let's say that you guys might have nice cars. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, we know what the, the stigma is if you're a black person that drives a nice car. But then if you come to them and say, hey, I'm an entrepreneur, you know, I'm in corporate America and um, you can do this, too. Mm-hmm. Then we're really helping out our black on black mm-hmm. by letting them know that black is an array of different things. And it's it's not something that society tries to put us in this particular box. So 
it'll be us all giving back to our respective communities and just letting them know, like, for example, uh, and I'll speak for myself, I take a lot of people from different social economic backgrounds that are black and we help them be successful with financial literacy with real estate or with whatever type of companies that they may want to start, maybe being a DJ, maybe being in corporate with working with the sports, maybe within your different, uh, you know, uh, type of businesses that you're in, mm -hmm. but just giving them access to those people so then they have so many different options versus saying, well, hey, the best way for me to get out of this situation or um, whatnot is to do this, but it's just just the access. But I like something, hold on, because I'm going to forget my thought. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, so, so this is what I mean about where we live. So Atlanta's a world by itself, in my personal opinion. So like the statement that you made about like like how you look at Oprah and Robert Smith, I can grab you 500 kids from Metro Atlanta that are all different array of living conditions. And they don't know who those people are. They don't care to know who they are. Because guess what? We live in this bubble, right, for our culture, right? Because when Robin Smith came out and he gave all that money to the schools, right, nobody even knew who he was. So that's why it was a surprise. Like, oh, this black man with all this money gave this money to, and they like, who? You see what I'm saying? If Michael Jordan would have did it, if LeBron would have did it, if somebody of stature that we know as a culture. So that's why I think that it's so different, right? Because... And I'm, I love Oprah. I think she's done so much for, like, she's like Obama Don't to me. Don't talk bad about she, Oprah. No, look, she, 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 I can't, I can't attest for what she's done personally. Please don't I, say she's not in tune with the culture. No, 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 that too, but I wasn't even going to go there. What I was going to say was that, like, for me, Obama just inspired me. He didn't do anything for me as the president or what I was taught the president does, right? right. He just inspired me that I can do whatever I want to do, mm -hmm. right? To me, that's what Oprah is. And I'll give you an example. Atlanta Public School being one of the worst public school systems in the United States of America. When Oprah came to Atlanta, she gave it to, uh, to uh, what's the school? It's a charter school. Um, uh, Ron, Ron Clark. Ron Clark yeah. Right? So that, that five million you gave Ron Clark, you could have took one million and basically went through every hood in Atlanta and made sure that the education was upgraded. You see what I'm saying? So not she wasn't wrong because there are black black boys and girls that go to Ron Clark and, and those are the kids they're rearing to go be successful. But what I'm saying is how do you expect, and this is just a culture question, how do we expect for, for her to be respected by our culture and be idolized like that if it seems like you're always with the other side? Man, this is you know, and, so and I, I didn't so, know it would go all this way. So, and that's just a question, <laughs> not a judgment. Old. Like, because people ask me I'm that, you know. I, I, but, but go ahead, brother. I feel like I'm on the floor <laughs> on my own. It's funny because, like you say, you respect Oprah, Robert Smith, you respect Tip and Killer Martin. By the way, I think are doing some amazing things, even changing the narrative, like like. The black-owned bank that Killer Mike and um, a couple of the brothers, Ryan, and, yep, Ryan yep. And, and, and and so like so I think that's important. I think there is space for all these people. Yep. Like everybody don't resonate with Oprah. Mm -hmm. Like and also let's not kid ourselves. Like hell, we can say man, Jared Kushner is an inspiration. Like he's mm -hmm. a businessman. He owns high rises, but the reality of it, his journey there isn't the same as mine. 
Right. It'll, it's going to be more difficult for me to get there than it was for Jared. Or, or, so I think as far as what, when, well, it's funny because one of the questions was about community. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, I grew up in Chicago. And like around the real, real. But what I do remember about my childhood, and, I, and it's, it, I'm 40 now, so it takes you to get older. But I said, even though we were in the hood, everybody I know, parents worked. Everybody in the ghetto, got up every day and went to work. There was a sense of community. I never knew about daycares and how expensive they were. My daughter, when we moved here, my daughter was seven because you had community. She could go to the neighbors. You know how we are. Yes. My aunt is really was just our neighbor. But you, but so that sense of community. Yeah. So to your point, like, yeah, I'm not saying that you're not official if you don't live and move back to the hood. What I'm saying is when people like us live in the hood, we go to the school and, mm -hmm. hey, y'all not doing this, right? We advocate different when, you, when you're aware. And so my daughter's 16 now. When we were, we grew up, like my wife still is very, my wife's a very humble woman. And so when I raised hell at the school, she'd be like, you know, you can't talk to teachers like that. You can't be going up there. You're not their manager. I'm like, what? I'm a taxpayer. Mm. They're going to get on, like, they're going to fix this. But we're broke. We don't even know how to advocate. Mm -hmm. And so if, if people that know how to advocate don't live in, because you can't advocate, you can't challenge the APS school system in Grayson. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, dude, you live in yeah. Brookwood. Yeah. You live in Brookwood. Grayson. Grayson you High School. But you can't, if you're not there and you don't own, it's harder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's harder. And you also, you forget. And what I'm, what I'm learning is, like, all the, like, financial literacy is cool. Like, but financial literacy is different from financial health. Mm -hmm. That's why we talk about financial health in my org. Because financial literacy is what you know. Financial health is what you do. Mm -hmm. And we got to get to the point where we're helping people make behavioral change. So we just, I was just telling you, we went out um, Saturday and we went to a, a club in Atlanta and, and we got a section and I was sitting there like, this is such, such a waste of money. So I was telling one of my but buddies. But you enjoying it while right, you, but you got this. But in your head, you're like, you're watching me. But one of my buddies, a doctor, he owns three pharmacies at Cali, owns a restaurant. I'm like. Dude, like we're giving money away. Mm -hmm. Like, really, what this we could have went and took care of somebody's Christmas gift, mm -hmm. right? And, and how do you start to make behavioral change? Because the only thing that's going to help us is home ownership. Yeah. That's it. And education. We fix those two things. Like we'll close the racial wealth gap at historic rates because. Like, that's how you transfer wealth. A friend of mine, I was, his wife's parents passed a week apart. And wow. they left our house that's paid off. And I was telling him, like, man, you, like, and he makes great money. She's a nurse. He's in a union in Chicago together. They probably make about 150 And I said, man, you got to own a home. And I broke down the rule of 72 to him. 
right? And how money doubles. And if your wife just sold the house in seven years, if you're invested in the market, the house is worth 200, then it's worth four, seven years, it's worth eight. Think about the impact on your children. He like, man, I never knew that. And I'm like, now that you know what you're going to do about it, then you take what her parents left, you buy a crib. By the time you're, you're setting your kids up, they're yeah. millionaires. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But until we really just help people, my parents didn't, after my parents got divorced, like I lived in an apartment that my entire life. And so when I, after the divorce, I was maybe five. And so I became a banker at the bank. So I was the person who would help people with mutual funds. I didn't know what any of that stuff was. And so when I think about just my journey with financial health, it was really getting a job at the bank where I would see a person come in that's a waitress making 30000 I was making sixty. She has more money than I do in the bank. I'm like, this just ain't adding up. Or when we get when we get in a financial bind, we call our family. Hey man, you got fifty dollars, man, until yeah. I get paid. Right. I need to wash. And, and understanding how to leverage credit as a bridge. Yeah. Right? Like all these things weren't and, and I didn't expect my father to teach me because we lived in an apartment, but he had a Cadillac. Right. Every year he had a new one. Every he time a new one hit the yeah. He don't yeah. know better. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't know better, it's very difficult yeah. to do, do better. better. And so we got to figure out who are the voices in our community because there's no Malcolm Martins. We don't, we don't really have that consolidated voice. Mm -hmm. And because our, our community is so diverse, like we need Oprah, but we need Oprah to be partnering with T.I. Mm -hmm. So that people who don't know who Robert Smith is, yeah. that, but that know who T.I. is, can say, man, man, tip respect him. Right. Right. Or Jay respect him. Yeah. Like, I got to figure out who this guy now, is. Let's, let's take it. Let's take it back. Because T.I. was more so our, was our yeah. generation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now let's like now let's look at little baby. So if we have uh, our youth that is, you know, let's say idolizing, you know, people that are in the entertainment industry. And if those people in the entertainment industry aren't financially savvy mm -hmm. and they're not, let's say, partnering with a person like, let's say, Robert Smith mm -hmm. to where they're understanding and just to be completely transparent right. I'll have you know some of these rappers be tenants in yeah. my house right mm -hmm. right right um and they're renting my house even though they're making you know millions of dollars yeah. so then you'll figure out okay that's financially the financial literacy, the literacy aspect that these people aren't teaching in their their lyrics but then that takes to another account to where it's like, okay, if black youth is looking up to more so entertainers and mm -hmm. athletes, then that still goes back to the same stereotype. Yeah. Or then what do you do when you're successful? Mm -hmm. Are you entertainer athletes? So then our own people even stereotype each other yeah. for being successful yeah. because yeah. they think success yeah. is if it's you're entertaining or yeah. athlete. Yeah. If you're in yeah. Atlanta and you see someone in a nice car, instantly you yeah. think, you know, oh, you play no baseball ball, ball, ball. Yeah, or yeah. Yeah. that's or what you or idolize yeah. or that's what you yeah. want to aspire to be. Yeah, and, and I think, and, and I think, and this is, I'm glad you just said that too because so, so in a nutshell, that's what I'm, that's what I was saying is that we've never had a uniform front. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you make it, no matter what, no matter what you make it in or what level, there's never no connectivity to the next person. It's like I made it and I'm over here. You made it. I'm you here. So what I was saying 
in the sense of like Atlanta. I don't know what's going on in New York as far as like like you said Jay for example. So Jay's Jay's been uh, I've idolized him since his start. Like I can tell you everything about Jay Z. I tell you I know everything. His family, the whole nine. Because he was our like before the world knew who he was. We in New York, the young kids knew like this is the guy. So in in the culture, it was Jay Z and Allen Iverson, right? And that's how you looked at things from like all right. I might not play basketball, but that guy, you see what I'm saying? Look what he's doing. He got his own commercial. He got his own shoe. Now, we had Jordan, but we, we knew Jordan was out of reach for us. You get what I'm saying? Jordan, to me, like I said, I tell people all the time, I can't even really say Jordan's my favorite player because I was a baby when he was doing his thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was born in 83, bro, so I, it should have been grasping with him the time over, but that wasn't it. For me to really be like, yo, I know everything about Michael Jordan, and I'm seven years old. Yeah. How am I say that? And then remember the games weren't even. You're right. And I grew up in Chicago. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I'm a big Lakers fan. Yeah, so. and people and people. Oh, wow. So so to, to go to your point, and I, what what I was saying to you when you said the Oprah, it wasn't to uh, kind of discredit how you connect. It was more saying like our youth right now they need Robert Smith and Oprah, but like he said. We need Oprah or Robert Smith to say, you know what, let me kind of come down on my high horse a little bit and come down into the lens and the belly of where my people really need me. And if that means I got to use little baby's voice mm-hmm. to, to get to where I need to get you, let me humble you myself. You know, and it's like, and, and Drake said all the time, like, yo, if I got to pull back up in the hood, if I'm pulling back up in a, in a Maybach or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. like, don't judge that. But that's my lifestyle. That's, that doesn't mean that that's me. You get what I mean? If I come back to the hood and I'm like, yo, I'm trying to take care of all the kids in the hood, I shouldn't have to come back in a hoop deed for you, yeah, this, for you to be like, yo, I'm coming this, back to... It's heartbreaking that we are sitting here having a conversation about people that are... A, I look at celebrity, because I never had an idol, mm-hmm. like somebody on TV. I love Jay. Right. I love Kobe. I'm a like, like okay. guy. So Lake I, get, yeah. I like them, yeah. but I don't be like, I'm going to be Robert Smith. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to be the best version of me. Yep. Yep. And it's more Kevin Thomas's than it is Robert Smith. So that's not kidders. Like, the reason they look up to Baby is because they don't see us. We're yeah. not there. And that's what I was... And yeah. so they're going to hear a little baby 50 times a day. They're gonna see whoever fifty times a day because the because because to really when I think about like who I was and who I am like many people like I have mentors I have a Kevin Thomas Incorporated I got a board of directors and they're always gonna keep me straight or when I'm stressing about confidence in corporate America or man or when I'm tripping like everybody on my team has Ivy League degrees. Like, I, you you need somebody to say, that yeah. don't matter, yeah. right? You're yeah. good enough, you, you're smart, you're talented, right? It, it doesn't matter, but the, we, like, because we're absent from our community, we don't have little Bobby to say, hey, little Bobby, <laughs> you're really strategic, mm-hmm. you're tactical. Right. You actually can have a degree in finance, mm-hmm. or you got a big personality. If you learn the markets, you can attract people to be a financial advisor and make three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that look like, Mr. Kevin? Right. Well, let me tell you what how it happens. Yeah. A, you don't need a college degree. You need these licenses, right? Like we don't. If we aren't present, then we allow anyone to raise our kids. Right. So if your kid is, if you're not present, and little baby raise your kids, like 
who said that? J. Cole, Uncle Phil was yeah. my dad. Yeah. Like his dad was absent. Yeah. And yeah. so if until everybody like we can't just continue to say, um, man, we gotta do better, we gotta do better, we gotta do better. Instead of the real people that have to do better are the people who have means mm -hmm. and the people who made it. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. They're committing crimes to survive. They're right, do whatever, right? And like, as a there is enough black people. I think I read a stat: it's more black men enrolled in college than are in prison. Mm -hmm. wow. Right? Like people. But, they, but it's reversed. They 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 right. preach to us that oh, it's all these black that's men. That's the and narrative, yeah. right? And so yeah. we gotta be like we like enough of this. And we can't wait on self like it's you all have probably seen this document waiting on Superman about educate like it, it ain't no Superman for us. Mm -hmm. We are Superman and we gotta go to the communities and say, hey, listen, who or to the schools, like you work in the yeah. schools, who's the worst kid? Like yeah. what you all call the worst yeah. kid, because we'll just say yeah, it's a boy being yeah. a boy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes kids just need attention. Yeah. I come from a two-parent home, and I can tell you right now, my parents did not teach me everything I know. They didn't teach right. me about yeah. wealth. They didn't right. teach me about money management. Right. They didn't teach me yeah. about good credit because they had bad credit. They still own their house. They don't have wealth. Like Everything that I'm building toward was self-taught and it's a mentality. It's yeah. something because I grew up in I grew up in middle class close to property. So basically, we had a house, but we was barely making it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. It was. It took me like mentors when I went to the recreation center because I grew up in recreation centers. We need more of those. When you grow up in situations where they got outlets like sports, well, track, yeah. you know, like yeah. games and like that got me out of not trying to. Oh, they back it in the back of the center smoking weed. Yes, I was back there, and when I was back there <laughs> with them boys while they were smoking weed, I did not smoke the weed. But my the guy who coached the basketball team who was over the center, he got me. He saw me. He was like. What are you doing? Like right. you're better than this. What are you doing? Like right. you don't need to be doing that. Right. So it really took people like that yeah. for me to be yeah. like, yeah, I don't know why I'm back here with these guys. Like I'm just trying to be back here because they cool. Yeah. Like, so like it took people like that for me to just want right. to do better. Like, but my parents didn't teach. Like it's a mentality, yeah. and it's sometimes it's people. And that's why I was going to the thing I was saying about with Jay. It wasn't more so from like an idolizing thing. It was just that was someone that you know. You look at so like for me now it's like like and I'm 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 at their level in the sense of like where I'm at in my career and where I'm trying to go but like now it's like LeBron and his crew. Mm -hmm. To me, they're they're take him away from being a basketball player. So you don't even know that he played basketball, but if you watch and and absorb what his crew is doing, they're strategically peeling back where we've been. Push away from. Oh, LeBron. And, and, and what people were, and so so when I think about that for our community, and this is through sports, entertainment, business, you know, financial literature, uh, and health, and it's like they're showing you you got to be open, like you were just saying to like receive it and, and take it in and digest it, and say, you know what, man, you know what, it may not be smart to go buy this binge, right? When when and and I like the way they played on it because LeBron probably got every car, right? right? But they decided to go with Kia's, right? Mm -hmm. That was strategic. That wasn't just let me get a check from Kia when he was trying to propose was like, guys, it doesn't really matter. Like you could be who you are right. and drive 
whatever you want to drive. That was his whole, like, he talked about it in an interview, like how mm -hmm. he could have went with Bentley, he could have yeah, did a Ferrari. He was like, yo, I'm going to do Kia because I don't want people to feel like they got to kill themselves mm -hmm. to be idolizing me right. and what I drive, right? right. Because mm -hmm. I, I'm making a certain amount of money that they can't obtain right now. Um, but like it's, it's little things like that that I think and I like again I only kind of speak because it's lens that I have in Atlanta and the voice that I have the, the kids are watching and they're and they're listening now um, I can tell you we, we got a group of young men right now who are all striving entrepreneurs at 16 17 18 years old you know and they have the pipeline now they, they know they're talking to the Ryans and the Paul judges mm -hmm. and because we like yo they don't need us we we the resource we the bridge so we got them we nurture them a little bit mentor them a little bit then we pass them to someone because i can't teach you what they know you know so i think if, if we can do police in our own community kind of what it's called from from a physical and a mental i think we'll we'll start getting back in the direction that they used to be in tulsa and dc and exactly. chicago and new york when they was thriving but they had community that's what i'm saying when i think yeah when i think about this like the South Shore of Chicago, like that was like that was a Black Wall Street too. Yeah. But when you when you're not present, like if only I went, my dad's a minister, and so the only people I really knew with money was we went to a, a big church. Mm -hmm. Was people at church, but like in my daily life, and they never pulled me to the side. Like, hey man, you're smart, man. Right. This is what I right. do. Most people used to say. She worked at Ameritech. She's an engineer. Right. But she never talked to the kids. Right. Right. Because they're they're just coming to the church because where they live, they can't get that type of down home yeah. gospel. Yeah. So they'll parachute in and then they'll helicopter out. And and well, I think the the, the real work happens because money isn't gonna solve it. We we've proven that. Like you can throw money at a pro at a problem, but until people say Man, I'm gonna do the work. Like I know I'm tired. I just put in 12 hours, but I'm gonna go talk to those kids. Like th that same grind mentality that we have to get a bag, we gotta have that same grind mentality to say, man, if I could save two kids, like he can save two. Now we're up to eight kids, and then each one of them save two. We're up to 16 kids. Like we gotta go do the work. Um, and that's the hey, that's the hard part yeah. now. Because you don't want to be on people's parents got like it's not easy because everybody's circumstances are different. But and I know that's that uh, utopian mindset. But um, man, we just gotta mobilize and and making it doesn't have to be rich. Yeah, yeah. Like you, we gotta be okay with not being rich. I I don't know that that mentality because I I just I never think I'm ever gonna make enough money. Yeah. Right, like at every level, yeah. I'm like, man, I need more, to make more, more. money. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. And it's really like, no, bro. Like you make more than enough money. Right. But it's really like, how do we like? How are you even defining success? Right. Like what? How how are you thinking about your legacy? Mm -hmm. Is it a, a financial thing? It's it's you know that's a, this you know why are we programmed that way? So let me ask you guys. Um, kind of wrap it up a bit. First of all, so many gyms, definitely. Um, so I want to ask you guys, we talked a lot about the youth, a lot about giving back to the community. What's, um, 
one, I want you to say, did you ever, when you're giving back to the community, like you said, you don't want it to be like pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, especially since, you know, you guys are so far removed from like the place where you began. I want you to say, do you ever like, you know, it's a balance because you want to teach somebody how to fish, but you also don't want to feel as though you have a superiority complex when you're giving back. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people have pride like, oh, he made it out. Now he trying to come tell me what to do. Right. Exactly. But so I want you to say how you balance that. And then also saying like what advice you would give your former self. Um, so we can just y'all can start anywhere. Well, it's tough. Yeah. Um, for me, it's tough. Um, because uh, one hundred and ten percent of everything I do is solely based around the community. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing from corporations to creative programming to events, all suffice in our community. So for me, that is something that is a weakness of mine. Mm -hmm. I, I will say that I will uh, kind of push off something I got to do with my family to be like, yo, I got to go to the west side. Because three of my boys have got into mm -hmm. something going on at school or, you know, they got kicked out of the house or, you know, they're in the shelter or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think it's because that fighting spirit I had as a kid um, and I, I, I was raised by a single mother who was in the streets. So I got to see it firsthand. Like nobody had to tell me. Like I done seen all and I mean, for the record, y'all can edit this out, but I... <laughs> By the age of 11 and 12, I knew how it was cooked, cut, how it was sold, what was the value, how much to weigh, whatever. Mm -hmm. At 11. Oh, you were good at you, math. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> that too. And, 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 you know, growing up, the way my mom raised me was, you know, do what I say, do not what you see me do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, growing up, I always had that fighter spirit as yeah. a kid that, like, whatever obstacle was put in front of me, I had to figure it out or I was not going to let it stop me. Mm -hmm. um, so now I take that same, like I, it's like almost the child that I grew up being is still in me and I'm trying to do that with the kids that are around me. So um, as far as the community give back, I want to save everybody. You know, sometimes I'm like, damn man, you can't be Superman every day, yeah. you know, because it starts to weigh on you. And I, I've seen that, like COVID gave me a real, I, I call it a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you know, you've been around me long enough. Um, during the summer months, it's nonstop for me, Monday through Sunday. I don't, I barely even see my family really. I see them for a couple of hours, and that's about it through the whole week. So, because I've devoted myself to the community, and like you said, it's like if you're not present, then it don't matter. Right. You know, so if like they don't see me, I'm not checking on the kids, I'm not stopping by homes and being like, yo, what's going on? What y'all need? How can I help? Um, little, little, little Mikey getting in trouble. You know, I need to go take them to eat real quick to get them back on this track. So it, it, it is one of the toughest things that I've personally faced in both, you know, my work and personal life. Um, but I think now that I'm starting to kind of like get to a playing field where I can narrate certain people to do what I need them to do, corporate companies, I can pull myself back a little bit, you know. So I think that's, that's what it's been for me. It's, it's been a fighting struggle, I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. No, um... I don't forget the question, but what I will say is um, what my advice to my younger self would be, man, you're going to be all good. Don't do nothing different. Wow, yeah. Right? Um, just everybody's journey's different, and um, you're good. Mm -hmm. Right? And uh, that's it. <laughs> and now the question was, uh, you said, what 
type of stuff do you are you doing to impact the community then what advice would you give no to i was saying um, like how do you because we talk so much about giving back to the community and we also talked about like they said you know kind of wherever we started wherever it's the hood or like you said you know just any environment that you started in you're now on the outside looking in so like how do you battle wanting to give back but not also wanting to feel like you're right. superman coming back into the city like I'm superior to you. Listen, I'm about to hand you these gems, but then you, it's also important to teach people how to fish. Can, can I give my answer? My dad's a preacher, right? And so he's a 73-year-old Southern Baptist guy, mm -hmm. which I won't go there because this is right. My my dad isn't an open-minded person, mm -hmm. and so I told him once, "Hey, you gotta meet people where they are." Mm -hmm. And, like, let's not get it twisted. The same Kevin that grew up in the hood is the same Kevin that's in the boardroom. Uh -huh. So I'm going to relate anyway. Uh -huh. So I'm going to meet people where, like, I could talk to a teenager, like the 16-year-old Kevin, uh -huh. right? Because I know what he's thinking. I talk to my daughter, like, hey, you getting a real conversation, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're doing. You may not confess it, but... I think it's it's critical to meet people where they are because everybody's at different levels. Yeah. And you never want to go too high level with a person. But sometimes these kids are here. Mm -hmm. Like we're just, I'm 40, right? So you all were just talking about just your generation's way more uh, conscious mm -hmm. than we were. Just about racial things and racial wealth gap. Police, like we, we, we are numb to that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was, we just dealt with it. Your generation's like, no, we take it to the streets. We're going to protest. I'm buying black, everything on the tables. Like, we didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So you guys are, at, like, the younger generation is actually further along. Where we need to help them with is some, maybe some structure, mm -hmm. some structural things. But I think you you got to be careful not to come off as you're thinking you're better than yeah. us. And, and the same advice, like, I'll tell my dad, you can't talk about baptism before you address the situation that Johnny's mom is a crackhead, mm -hmm. and he hasn't eaten in three days. Mm -hmm. Meet him there first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take him to get something to eat mm -hmm. for a week before you start telling him to confess with his mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you got to meet, you got to earn the right to give advice. Yeah. You got to earn the right to be candid and honest with people. And what people try to do is give advice too early in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, hey, I'm going to just not, um, I'm going to really take this kid in, but under my wings. It's like the word, we're going to date. Like yeah. the same journey you would go on if you're trying to go from dating to marriage, we should take with people that we mentor. So when, when we give them advice, they know it's coming from here because mm -hmm. I want the best for you. Not because I want you to be me, mm -hmm. but I want you to be the best version of you. Very well said. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny. I wrote a book. It's the title of the book is Learn to Fish and Eat Forever. Oh, wow. The Ultimate Guide to Real Estate Investing. Mm -hmm. So it's funny how you saw about you. Know, how much is that book? I know. How much is that book? $49. But yeah, it's an e-book. But now what's oh. funny is, um, like, you know, giving back to, you know, people in just your community for... For, for that, you know, all these, you know, awesome people on the panel, I know you talk about it too. Um, for me, giving back and, and not coming off as if you're on a high horse, I'm literally, one of the main things I do for a living 
is help people again that are in our communities but also that are adults you know not just kids but mm -hmm. you know adults and it's funny i'm starting a non-for-profit it's called the top fund project and what we're going to be doing is buying houses mm -hmm. just straight up cash and we're going to have the youth from 13 to 18 renovate the houses wow. so anybody that's in high school that uh, you know like i said 13 18 completely free they'll um, come in they'll learn how to put up lights you know they'll wow. learn how to put in sinks and install stuff so regardless if they're going to go to college or not mm -hmm. they're always going to know a trade yeah. that's, that's going to make them money yeah. and then the the parents or the the people that are not teens and they still you know um, want to learn how to build themselves up financially mm -hmm. literally that's what i do on a daily basis and even some people in this room I've taken people that work at Publix making 250, you know, every two weeks to making, you know, over 100 grand in six months. Wow. You know, based oh, off of just, you know, investing. So the thing is, is that, you know, one of the things that I'm so proud of, just in general, and I didn't know it would be this way, is that I've helped a lot of people attain and continue to build wealth by actually investing in real estate but now the next step just because you know it's 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 fun to help out the adults but there's a lot of need for kids mm -hmm. to really learn trades because college isn't for everybody yeah you know and there's a lot of kids out there that are entrepreneurs and are going to be phenomenal not mm -hmm. going to college mm -hmm. just like you said you don't need to go to some super fancy school right. to be successful yep. all you need to do is just understand certain trades mm -hmm. and then how to build upon those trades so I'm really looking forward to taking it to the next level, level by not just really helping the adults, but having it to where the people in the community, if they are in um, a depressed family situation, they can drop the kids off at one of our houses and they can work and get that mentorship from the electrician. They can get that mentorship from the plumber. They can get that mentorship from the roofer and learn all these different trades and, and build true relationships so that they too can go out in their own neighborhoods and start up their own different ventures and put their boys at 13 on. or 14 yeah. mm -hmm. you know so yeah, yeah. Also, well i'm originally from chattanooga tennessee so i do like after covid i am going to go back to the community there in my recreation center washington hills and i'm going to figure out a way where i can create a workshop to teach them about financial literacy but also when he said that financial health is very important just how to apply and how to do it um, but I can only speak for what I've done here in Atlanta, Georgia, and for me, giving back to the South Fulton area, so I partnered with a nonprofit, South Fulton Area Youth Council, and I just talk to the kids, they from like ages 12 to 17, and I just give them resources, like that's what I feel that's more helpful, is like, not about what I do, but let you know where I came from, and that here's some free resources to help you go be great, because no matter where, no matter the background as far as like, two-parent home, one-parent, because they don't, I got a brother that's never gonna be shit. Two parent home doesn't matter. To me. Like it's all about the mentality. Yeah, but the sure. thing is, for me, is just like here goes some free resources that I had to figure out in the world by experiences. But here you go. This is how you apply it, and I'm literally step by step letting them know what they gotta do to be able to whatever it is, whether it's being a business owner, like know how to pay bills, like going to college, like it's all different types of things that I give to them just off of 
just want to see the you you know be better be great because they are cutting back on the programs that we had growing up like i know there's a lot of recreation centers that are kind of like close to non-existence anymore but that's what helped me stay out of trouble mm -hmm. like i went to recreate it's by mentality was I, like i said like i went to recreation recreation centers with murder murderers like people who was doing drugs and doing crazy stuff but it's about mentality. I wanted to be better. I didn't want to be the, the people that I saw. Like, mm -hmm. it's about applying yourself and wanting to do better mentally, but it start with self. I say, just like, get in tune with yourself, know yourself, learn what you like, what you like to do. Like, stop, unthink a lot of thoughts that were programmed. Start thinking how you really want to think. Because we are programmed to think a certain way for a reason so we can stay one-minded and stay one track. But to, in order just to jump off that track, you have to know yourself. Black, 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 so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black, black is black, rims on this black, wheels in this black, black, put this black, black, so black, 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 black.